is the What Do We Do Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the What Do We Do Podcast. My name's Levi McCurdy, and this is episode 108. 108 weeks. Listen, we've got a slight problem. Slight, teeny, teeny tiny problem. Um, Everyone at Cameo's freaking out, okay? Because here's the issue. They wrote a really, 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 really big check, okay? They wrote me... A really big check. I'm talking like one, two, three, four, like like nine figures, like a nine figure check. They wrote me. I'm waiting for it to clear right now. I'm not even sure if it will because everyone at the cameo offices are freaking out because no one has gone to wadpod.com backslash cameo, W A W D P O D dot com backslash C A M E O and purchased. A $3 message from me, Levi. Hi, the host of the What Are We Doing podcast. So you should do that now because honestly, it's like, you know, we're uh, you know, we're in a time crunch. We're in a bit of a crunch. So if you could go to wadpod.com backslash cameo, whether, you know, it's like your sister's birthday or maybe like your sister's pregnant with her first child or like her wife is or... Maybe uh, someone you know it turned 30, or maybe it's like, you know, your son graduated from the first grade, or your son started kindergarten, or like, you know what I mean? Like, they got an A-plus on their test. You should go to wadpod.com backslash cameo, and just, you know, yeah, just like check it out, see what's there, see what's available, click buy now, and put in your credit card information, and then... Hopefully the people over at the cameo offices won't be freaking out because they just spent like $90 million on a contract with the, what are we doing podcast to be, you know, like I'm supposed to be it now. I'm like the cameo guy. People are supposed to be coming left and right. I should be making cameos all day, every day because of how, you know, it's like, it's like kick has XQC and cameo has me now. So like, but we're not seeing a lot of traffic. So everyone over there is freaking out. They're talking about pulling the rug on the whole thing. I don't know what that means. Hopefully it doesn't get to that. So if you could help me out over at wadpod.com backslash cameo, it'll redirect. Don't worry. You'll go, you'll sign up, you'll make an account, you'll put in a thing. It's like chat GPT. You put in a prompt and then boom, bam, spits out 24 hours later, a video via me. And how fun is that? What more could you ask for? Not much. I can't think of anything. So if, you know, if you have a minute, if you have a minute and $3, and I know most of you do because I, let's see, let me think. Off the top of my head, I give one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. I give at least 12 people my own personal money directly on a monthly basis. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not my own personal money. Most of the time it's the business. It's fine. Whatever you want to spin it. But I give people more than $3 on a monthly basis, at least 10 people, if not more, it's, it's 10 that I can think of right now. So I should have at least 10 cameo requests at wadpod.com backslash cameo. And for some reason I don't. I don't know, maybe, maybe like the card didn't go through. Maybe it's like a check-in and a savings kind of situation, but the people over at the cameo offices are freaking out. They're saying things like this wasn't a good idea. This wasn't a good deal. We shouldn't have made this deal. What's going on? Okay. Now what do we do? Ah, I don't know. And so, um, they're freaking out. So if you could help me out to get out of this situation, because Lord knows I can't do it on my own. Uh, how funny would it be? What if I just launder, I'm going to start laundering all my money, any money that I need to like pay or like in fines or taxes or anything. I'm going to start laundering my money through cameo. I'm just going to take any money left in the bank accounts at the end of the year and just purchase like 80 grand worth of cameos from myself every year. So that way I'll just get most of it back. Oh, that's such a good idea. It's actually really smart. I wonder how many people actually do that. I wonder, like if I just sent my family all of the excess money that I don't want to pay taxes on, and then they use that money to pay me 
on Cameo. Huh. That's smart. Maybe someone should look into that. Anyways, Pennsylvania's kind of in lockdown. Not really. Maybe soon. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, a few counties in Pennsylvania are in lockdown. Okay. It's getting a little serious out there. A prisoner from Chester County Prison by the name of Cavalante. His full name, I think, is, let me see if I can pronounce this right. Uh, Danello Cavalante. Uh, he escaped. He escaped. He escaped, and uh, yeah, it's 2023, peeps, and we've got a real-life prison break. We've got a real-life prisoner escaping. And of course, where else on the planet are they going to escape from but a Pennsylvania prison? Of course it's a Pennsylvania prison that's just barely guarded for the fact that people can just, you know, I don't know, climb up walls and break through gates and, like, escape. So he escaped. He's right out the gate. And how would you ask? Like in 2023, you would think we'd have cameras. You would think we'd have guards. You would think we'd have guns, security, barbed wire, really high walls. You know what I mean? Like all of those things collectively should theoretically make up Chester County Prison. But... Uh, it doesn't apparently because someone escaped and how do you escape? I'll tell you, he climbed. Okay. He climbed up, you know, like, uh, he like this. This is, uh, eyewitness. I think this is eyewitness testimony. Yeah. This guy was on the scene and he saw it first and this is exactly what happened. Well, he climbed up on your roof. But in all seriousness, uh, Cavalante, he literally crabbed walked himself. And like, honestly, what's hilarious is he crabbed walked himself up a wall and the man's only like five feet tall. Okay. The man's only this big. So how anyone else ever who is probably naturally taller than five foot me, like every person I know, like five foot is, is a little short. It's a little short being five foot. So like literally any other man ever could have done this at any point in time at Chester County prison and didn't. And I bet they're pissed. But he seriously, he crabbed walked, okay, to the roof. And then, of course, we interviewed the warden and we're like, well, once he was on the roof, were there not like securities in place there? And the warden was like, oh, yeah, there was barbed wire everywhere. But uh, dude just kind of busted through it um, because at that point in time, you just kind of have to. Oh, boo-hoo, you'll survive with a couple scratches, a couple scars on you busting through some barbed wire if it means you're free. And that's exactly, uh, that's exactly what he did. He busted through the barbed wire and now he's free. So think about it. like, I mean, and if, if honestly think about this for a second, how exhausting it must be as a prison guard. Okay. Hear me out. Your job, your only job is to keep the motherfuckers in prison. Okay. And so every day, you need to come to work ready for someone to either break out, charge at you, try to escape, not be in line, rush the gates, run away, not stay in line, not do what they're supposed to do as a prisoner, and you need to be on guard 24-7. That's probably why they call you a prisoner guard. You need to be on guard 24-7. And that, most of the time, I would imagine, gets a little exhausting. Okay. You go to work every day, nine to five, probably working overtime, probably nine, nine, 12 hour shifts, prison guard making $37,000 a year. Yeah. You got state benefits. That's the only benefit, whatever you might live with your mom. You know what I mean? Like that type of situation, like you going to work every day, always on point, thinking someone's going to make a move. Someone's going to break out. Someone's going to shame me. Someone's going to break out. Someone's going to go. Someone's going to run. Someone's going to go. And like, you know, you probably statistically never going to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like most of the time we don't hear stories about people successfully breaking out of prison. Like we've got Michael Schofield and now this guy. Okay. Cavalente. Add him to the list. So he crab walks up the wall, runs across the roof, bursts through some, you know, barbed wire, and now he's free. 
So the security guards, you know what I mean? They get a little lazy. And the guy who was supposed to be watching him, the tower guard, since been fired, of course. Of course, because if you're the guy who's supposed to be watching the guys and one of them escapes and it's theoretically directly your fault, of course you're going to get fired. Um, so, <clears throat> uh, as you can see from the video, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, it's crazy, man. So now, uh, this wouldn't be such a big deal. This wouldn't be such a big deal if there wasn't one teeny tiny small glaring issue surrounding the exact reason why he was in jail to begin with. As much as we would like for this to be like his third DUI or like something not serious like that, uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, um, Cavalente is wanted for murder in uh, Brazil and uh, now here in the United States for killing his uh, dead now ex slash deceased because he killed her girlfriend. And so unfortunately that's why he was in jail. So uh, the girlfriend was murdered by him here in Pennsylvania. So that's why he's in Pennsylvania jail. And now he's out on the loose in Pennsylvania. And I'm starting to seriously think here, folks, I'm starting to seriously think that maybe just maybe, just maybe that uh, Pennsylvania is seriously, seriously starting to try to contend with Florida as like wildest news story. Because I find myself talking more and more about Pennsylvania towns and people and things happening within the state than like everywhere else in the country. Now, obviously I live here. I understand that my search results and my Instagram and everything else and my news feed is probably curated for the state I live in, but these are national headlines, people. These are viral moments on Twitter that are coming straight out of the Keystone State. Cavalente, listen, he stabbed a few people to death, no big deal. He escaped now, and that was about going on 13, 14 days ago. It was two weeks ago. This guy escaped two weeks ago. The murderer, the multi-country, I think that might theoretically be considered serial killer, escaped from prison 14 days ago, and the police and the FBI and the state police and the agents and everyone else involved, no one's found him. He's been able to elude uh, barricades and traps set up by the police using like storm drains and underground tunnels. This guy's not afraid to get dirty and he's small so he can fit in things like a storm drain. So I'd imagine at night he's probably was just crawling until he couldn't crawl anymore and until he found another end of the tunnel and then eventually he ends up on somebody's farm. And he's now in the middle of like northern crazy Pennsylvania, like where Longwood Gardens was. They thought he was in Longwood Gardens for a while. I think they shut that down for a few days last week. How freaking insane. We were just there for an engagement shoot. Like we were just there. Longwood Gardens, dude, that's right down the road. So like that was closed for a few days. Then he escaped the gardens then like he was in another town. Then when he got to the house on the farm, he happens to just so luckily find a working sprinter van with keys in the front seat. That is a lesson to learn coming from your good friend Levi. Don't leave your keys in your car like I do. My keys are in my car right now. If anyone wants to go right on down to my car, Put their foot on the brake and hit the start button. It's going to start and it's going to take you from A to Z. Now, does that not mean I'm going to be on the phone with the police and up your asshole in 20 minutes? Yeah, most likely. I have an app. It tells me exactly where my car is at any given time. So like you take it. I have an address. I tell the police we show up and we beat you senseless. Like that's what happened. You know what I mean? And then I call insurance. I tell them it was totaled and I get a brand new 2025 courtesy of you who is now going to jail. You understand what I mean? So like some people leave their keys in their car. PSA, don't do it. I do, don't, you shouldn't, don't listen to me. Don't take my word for it. Don't let, I'm a podcaster. Don't listen to me. Just don't leave your keys in the car. I do, but you shouldn't. You know what I mean? So he takes a van, 
And he gets, I don't know, maybe like 20, 30, 50 miles up the road till the van ran out of gas. I think the police have it now. And now he's on foot again. And so now the latest and greatest was, is he shows up at his buddy's house. He's in the area of like his coworkers where he has family, his ex-girlfriend that he murdered, his ex-girlfriend's family. He's in that area now. So he's showing up on ring cams. We know that he shaved his beard. We know what he looks like. We've got pictures of him everywhere. And so now he's trying to survive. And so last night, the last bit of update, the last news is that he snuck into someone's garage and uh, he had found uh, in the corner of the garage was a 22 caliber rifle with a scope and a flashlight on it. And by God, he grabbed it. And the owner just so happened to be there at the same time with a hand pistol. He shot at Cavalente, but unfortunately missed. And so he got away. Uh, that man was then interviewed, obviously, by the police. So it's been two weeks. And now Homeboy's on the run. He's running. And he's got a rifle with ammunition in it. So now he's dangerous. So police are sending out text messages to the people in the surrounding area. The schools are closed. Like, it's a big deal. We're now evading police and have escaped from prison in the matter of two weeks. Two weeks this man has been on the run. Insane, okay? They've got nothing. They've got a little bit of nothing, okay? Um, so, uh, listen... So I guess now this is, and I think this is true. I looked it up. I, I couldn't confirm, but PA state law requires, and we're going to, we're going to try to find more on this. If it's on the screen, it's on the screen. Maybe Jeff can help. Uh, PA state law requires that after 14 days, or maybe it's 13, it's either 12 or 13, 14, 12 to 14 days. PA state law requires you must call in a third party outside of the law investigator. And so I don't know about you, but there's no one, there's not one person, not one other person on this planet that I would call other than. Dwayne Chapman's also known as the bounty hunter. He joins us now. So Dwayne, what's the first thing you'd be doing in this situation? Well, that was new information to me that they just spotted him. So I would be, of course, using a bloodhound to track him. That's right. Unless it rains, a bloodhound's going to catch him. They can go up to five days, I think the record is, before they catch him. Uh, his size, you know, Charles Manson was five foot two. It's an issue. And hid in milk boxes. So this guy's five foot. So he could hide anywhere, but uh, the bloodhound is going to smell him out. I own one for eight years, and they are incredible. My dog never missed anyone. So you hear it's now, what was that, an eight to ten mile search perimeter that they're squeezing. What does that tell you about the timing of a potential? Uh, means they're going to get him soon, dude. Well, I would think, uh, like you said, Jesse, within a couple hours, they'll probably have him. I don't think he's been able to get a weapon, so they might take him alive. All right, well, he has one now. We're, Jesse, we're going to see a lot of this international serial killers because the border is open now. And that door swings both ways. Uh, he left Brazil because of murder. He did another one in America. He could go right across the border again and go to some other place. So they got to catch this guy right now. There are there's a large in Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh, a large Brazilian community, over 6000 Brazilians. So. so, you know what I mean? It's 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 only inevitable. It's only inevitable. Now, <clears throat> Dog the Bounty Hunter wants to dive into the manhunt underway in Pennsylvania where the fugitive murderer is at large after a prison break, but a few things need to happen first. Sources close to the reality star tell TMZ that Dog's been monitoring the Dan, jeez, uh, I can't even pronounce his name, Danello Cavalante case for a while now. Good job, Levi, yay. Pretty much ever since the guy broke out of prison almost two weeks ago, and uh, we're told he's actively been keeping tabs on development. 
Uh, what that actually amounts to, our sources say the dog has been making lots of phone calls after the last several days, both to law enforcement sources he knows in Pennsylvania and contacts he has elsewhere in order to get up to speed on the situation. The big takeaway here, though, is, is the fact that we're hearing the dog is actually considering flying out to Chester County as early as the week uh, to get his boots on the ground and search for Denelio. However, before he actually does... <clears throat> We're told the dog feels like he needs a better sense of the lay of the land as uh, it doesn't sound like he's all that familiar with the area uh, specifically. But if he can get a proper plan together, our sources say he's most likely to head out and start looking. The story is growing by the day because it's insane, okay? Uh, (laughs) The dude's a convicted murderer and he's just out and about. Uh, so it seems like based on that, then, uh, you know, the video, uh, the news interview, he was just kind of giving, kind of giving like his expertise. And then now this article says that like dogs, not even sure if he's going to go. So, um, dog isn't on the case, uh, because he doesn't have enough bark left in him. <laughs> so listen, respect a dog. Okay. Respect. So let's call in the next best guy. And honestly, uh, time's up for Danilio because meet Jack, okay? This is Jack. I don't know if his name's Jack, but we don't know his name because you never know a real hero's name, okay? What's Batman's real name? What's Spider-Man's real name? You don't know because they wear masks, okay? And because they have secret identities, okay? The issue is not all heroes wear capes, all right? But most of them drive Vespas. So listen, Jack, Jack's been cooped up. Jack's been cooped up in the house for the last two weeks, okay? His wife's been doing nothing but bitching, okay? Bitching and moaning because the kids are home from school because the schools are on lockdown because there's a convicted murder on the streets, And so there's a maniac on the loose. It's kind of like that one episode of SpongeBob. You know what I mean? Son, we're looking for the maniac. Have you seen this man? Uh, Like the Joker once said, you never do anything for free. So once Jack learned that there was a $25,000 reward for catching the escaped criminal, he knew it was time to start looking. By the way, 25 grand to catch this guy? Bullshit, dude. Hey, should be 250000 No one's getting out of bed or snitching on their friend or their family or being like, look over here, he's over here for twenty five grand. Make it two fifty. It's the state of Pennsylvania. We just sent another trillion dollars to the Ukraine. Let's, let's, let's up the ante by one digit and make it 250000 Then maybe you'd have some people motivated to find him. You know what I mean? Because the 500 state troopers and FBI agents and everyone else looking on the ground don't seem to be doing that good of a job. It's been two weeks. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, basically, Jack, uh, he's got his gun, check. Uh, tackle gear and vest, check. Two-year-old van, sneakers, check. A bright blue Vespa, check. We're not going out in military boots. We've got the flattest of the flats, two-year-old vans that we bought from Kohl's two years ago. Uh, listen, my man Jack, he came ready. He came ready to catch a criminal. Okay, he's rocking his 2021 no laces blue edition vans and his side piece on the hip. And, you know, he's getting and he's definitely, definitely getting 60 miles to the gallon on that Vespa. Okay, he's going 45 miles per hour. He's getting 60 miles to the gallon, which is way more convenient than the guys who are driving the big clunky SUVs that only get 20 miles to the gallon. Okay, this is what the world needs, people. This is what the world needs. A Vespa vigilante taking down the bad guys, one escaped convict at a time. All right? So once, now that Jack's on the case, it's only a matter of time. I guarantee you by the end of this podcast episode, they're going to find him. I guarantee you by the end of this podcast episode, Jack will have this guy on the back of his moped collecting that 25 grand, going 40 miles an hour down the street, right back to the prison. It's, it's honestly, it's honestly, you know what I mean? It's, it's smart. It's smart. It's smart. Cause the cops, they have to stop for gas. They have to stop and get gas for every like 20 miles they search because now they're out of gas again. They got to go to a sheets or go to a shell or whatever, get gas. 
not Jack. Jack's Vespa is going to go three times the length. And then also, too, that tank only takes two minutes to fill up, and now he's got 60 more miles on you. You know what I mean? So I think Jack's going to win on his Vespa every time. And if you thought, you thought Dog the Bounty Hunter, listen, Dog couldn't even find Gabby Petito and Brian Laundrie and all that stuff. Dog, I think Dog's a little done. I think Dog should be a little retired, maybe just give some advice and then keep all of that other stuff at home and let the professionals find the missing people. You know what I mean? Like you thought Dog was going to find this guy? No. Dog's old news. It's time to shine. Vespa vigilante. Here we go. Okay. You know what I mean? But listen, here's here's the real bit. And Paul and I figured it out. Paul should get credit for most of this. I, I kind of came up with most of it. Actually, Paul gets maybe 10%. Paul will get a percentage. We'll work on it. We'll sign papers. It'll be official. But so here's the thing. Let me paraphrase. Let me paraphrase. Not murderers like this guy, like Cavalante, out, automatically disqualified, and not R-worders. Murderers and R-worders, not happening, okay? But anyone else, if you're in jail, if you're in jail for something not so serious like aggravated assault, DUI, drugs, didn't pay a parking ticket, didn't pay the HOA for nine months, they throw you in jail for a few months, like that kind of non-serious crime. If you're in jail for any of those non-serious crimes, this is what should happen. I think this is the system we should have in place, okay? If you're in prison for something other than what this guy did, you have the opportunity. Now, if you're only in for three months and you want to spend three months in jail, so be it. Spend your three months in jail and then get out. But you, within that three months, have every right and every opportunity to try to escape from prison. And if you get out, if you escape from prison and you're out for at least 72 hours, you then turn yourself in and the federal government should hand you a check for $100,000 give you an apartment in a city of your choosing, a new social security number, a new name and identity, and they erase your record and you get a fresh start. That's the new world order. Any prisoner who's not in jail for like stabbing someone to death or like R-warding somebody, if you're in jail for something other than that, you should be able to try to escape. And if you escape like this guy did, and you survive 72 hours without them catching you, you should get a fresh start. I think they should give you the fr- a fresh start. You beat the system. You beat the game. It was their job. They had a job to do. Their job was to keep you in prison. Their job was to keep you in line and make your life miserable and keep you in prison and make sure you do A through Z every day, all day long. And if you don't do those things, it's their job to put you back in line. So if you escape prison, that means they weren't doing their job and now the blame should be on them and not you. You should get a fresh start. Now, this incentivizes not only the prisoners, but the prisons as well, right? The prisons will be then ranked via society on how many escapes they have. So if you have like the top of the top tier best prison in the country, that probably means you have like a 0% escape rate. No one's ever escaped from your prison ever. But like if you're a real crummy prison, like from Chester County, Pennsylvania, you'll probably have like a 20% escape rate because once every like 20 years, someone gets out and they're most likely going to be out for anywhere from 72 hours to about two weeks. So like, you know, then they get a fresh start. Then the prison gets reprimanded. Why would you not want to be the best of the best prison? You don't want your prisoners to escape because then you're reprimanded. Then the government has to come in. Like then there's a whole new line of rules for your prison, like the whole thing. Maybe your prison gets shut down because that's too many escaped convicts on your record. Now you're out of a job. Now you can't work. Now you're poor. Now you're homeless. Now you're in prison. You know what I mean? Like that kind of seems like the direction we should go in now. If you get to prison, you know, say, you know, like you punch the the president of the HOA in your community in the face and they file aggravated assault charges and then they put me in prison and I attempt to escape. I get over the wall. I get past the guards. I'm on the run. I'm 24 hours in. I'm going. I'm on the run. I'm 36 hours in. I start slowing down. 
I'm 40 hours in, I'm still going. I'm 48 hours in, I'm still going. I'm 50 hours in, and then hour 56, they get me. I, I slip up, I make a mistake, I took a wrong turn, someone found me, they take a shot, I freeze, they catch me, they take me back to jail. If you try to escape and they get you back within the 72-hour window, if you make it that far, you then have two options. You go into a room and you must sign the paper before you come out. And you have to either choose life in prison, you're not getting out, life in prison until you die naturally, or death penalty. And then we schedule that for the next week. You sign the paper. Once you choose, you can't change your mind. So if you choose life in prison, that's it. You will be in prison for the rest of your life. No parole, no getting out, no whatever. Or you choose the death penalty and then boom, bam, your life's over. And like you lived because you've done whatever you wanted to do. You got into prison. You tried to escape. Maybe you got out. Maybe you didn't. That's it for you. You're done with life. And now it's over. I think that's what they should do. I think that's how the prison system should uh, be changed because this can't keep happening. I mean, pretty soon someone else is probably going to, now I'm sure that there's probably like a net or there's probably like spikes or like, you know, they're, they're cementing off that area of whatever. Like, I don't think anyone else is about to crab walk up to the roof of the Chester County prison. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure now this is giving a lot of other inmates in a lot of other prisons hope. And who knows, maybe it'll spark more prison breaks. And then maybe, because that's now a hot topic in the United States, they'll bring back the show. Because in my mind, Prison Break with Wentworth Miller is probably one of the best damn shows I've ever created. I watch it religiously. I'll watch it from start to finish, maybe once, at least once, maybe two to three times a year. I think it's probably about that time again. I might turn on season one, episode one of prison break tonight with all this prison talk. You know what I mean? Um, so no, that's just my like dystopian world of a print. Like, I think maybe that's what they should do. Like, I, I don't know if you think it's a good idea. Let me know in the comments. Or if you think I'm just an idiot, like I, you know, I mean, you already tell me I'm an idiot in the comments, so it's fine. But, uh, either way, uh, hopefully either the guy on the Vespa or like dog, the bounty hunter, hopefully we'll inevitably find this guy. Like hopefully, you know what I mean? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Holy shit. What happened? They found him. Would you look at that? What'd I tell you? What'd I tell you? They catch him before the end of the episode. They found him. Okay. Let's see. Oh, there we go. Okay, good. Oh, there's a photo. All 400 of the FBI, our tax dollars at hard at work, all 400 of the state police and FBI uh, members who were tracking him for the last 14 long, 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 long days. They took a photo. Look at them together. Look at him. Look at him. Oh, and he's got a, what is that? Is that a, my man's got an Eagles jersey on. He literally, he literally, all this man wanted to do was go see an Eagles game. He heard that they're undefeated, 1-0, and he thought, I can't do it. I can't stand to watch the Eagles win from inside these prison walls. So he escaped, and he was. that's probably where he was headed. That's probably where he was headed. He just took a wrong turn. He was trying to go to Philadelphia. He was almost there. He almost got his dream come true. Oh, wow. Look at him posing with all the FBI agents. Isn't that? And like the FBI agent, listen, hey, guys, go fuck yourselves. Just standing there, standing there. Like it took all of them to, to like take down this big, like, you know, this big game. Like they're hunting a freaking lion. Like they just got done hunting Caesar the lion in Africa. And now they're all standing there like, look at us. Look at us. Look what we got. Look at this 10 point buck we just shot down. And you know, all of them, none of them probably shot off a bullet and none of the news reports are claiming anything about gunfire. So not one of them got to shoot a gun and all of them were just dying to, they were all standing there with their freaking AR 15s and their rifles, just waiting for a motherfucker to shoot at them just so they could pull that trigger. And I guarantee you, none of them got to, and they're pissed. Listen, he found out the Eagles were undefeated and he turned himself in. And so if that doesn't say, you know, fly Eagles fly or go birds go or whatever you Eagles fans say, 
Uh, you know what I mean? He just he just wanted to see a game. He just wanted to see an Eagles game before he learned his sister got deported. Unfortunately, his sister got deported on the same day, and uh, and now and so now he's going back to jail. Back to jail he goes. Good. No one no one got hurt. Everyone can go back to school. And so now, uh, so now finally, okay, here we go. So finally, now that he's caught, the, the same police commissioner has been updating us throughout this whole story. He's giving us one final conference, one final like address to the public. And, uh, okay, good. We're at the point now. I think the pub, I think like the Purdue, like all the camera people from the news stations, they're all asking questions, uh, here, let's, let's just turn it on. I think this is, this is live, right? Yeah, here we go. Okay. Someone is asking a question now. Sir, was there any concern that he would team up with another small man to step inside of a trench coat, little rascal style? No. I mean, listen, it's a valid freaking question. It's a freaking valid question. Honestly, the guy's only five feet tall. The guy's only five feet tall. So it's a seriously, it's honestly, it's a freaking valid question. It's a valid question. And like, you know, listen, if you don't have any idea who the little rascals are or get the trench coat reference, just get out. Just leave. Like, turn the pot off. You can turn it off now. It's fine. If you don't know who the little rascals are, just go to a library and and read a book. But I mean, honestly, I, I was I was kind of thinking the same thing. I almost said it. I almost said it. I wrote it down, but I, I cut it out of the episode. I almost said it. I wonder if maybe he'd link up with another like short, like short, shorter guy and like do a trench coat kind of thing, like through a, through a cop break point And then like, boom, bam, he's out of here. You know, I thought that was going to be like the end all be all. So it's a valid question. I mean, I, I don't really, I don't really, I can't think of anything else. I would have asked the police commissioner or whoever this guy is, you know what I mean? So I like it. I think it's good. So now that we caught the guy, it's time to go celebrate. The VMAs were last night, and uh, star-studded this year, of course, like it always is. Few, few moments, okay? Few moments at the VMAs. First of all, no one really cared about any of the celebrities there. The red carpet was meh. The big hoopla before the show was if Taylor was going to perform. We knew she was set to be on stage at some point in the night. Was Taylor Swift going to perform? Who knows? Maybe. And we kind of got word that something, little rumors rumbling, maybe possibly in sync. I don't know. And then, of course, we got it. So, of course, Taylor Swift won like 19,000 awards. Of course, shocker. Everyone was surprised as soon as they called her name. She was like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Of course. And so the big the big news of the night, who gave her that award, but the entire boy band in sync who has not been together. Thank you, Nicki Minaj, for over like 10 or 15 years. And so we get in sync. And my only question is, who's out here asking for it? Other than like AJ from the Backstreet Boys. AJ from the Backstreet Boys is the only person I can think of who is advocating harder, harder and harder and harder than anyone other than in sync to get back together so they can do a stadium world tour of Backstreet Boys and NSYNC together and make billions of dollars. And that's all he wants to do. But guess what? Justin Timberlake has enough money and doesn't really want to do all that because he's old now and he can't really dance and do the moves like he used to because we get tired after about 10 minutes. No way we're doing a three-hour Taylor Swift-style world tour concert 10 times a night. No way, dude. So it's like, you know what I mean? Now look, I know every single female who is now a mother who I graduated high school with is like, wait, wait, we need NSYNC. Shut up, Levi. You're an idiot. We want the NSYNC reunion. Oh my God. Give it to me. And so it's like, you know what I mean? They're going to smite me down, but don't get me wrong. Please, please understand this. I love NSYNC. Okay. You don't think I don't love NSYNC? You don't think I'm not a fan? Just like Taylor Swift, another thing we have in common, more and more reasons why we should be best friends. I had the dolls too, okay? I grew up with them. I know who they are. You don't think I don't love NSYNC? Where's Sandy? She'll tell you. Every time someone came over to the house, they had to sit down on my couch and watch a performance. And guess what that performance was? That was little five-year-old me 
dancing to bye, 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 bye. And I would do the freaking whole dance. And I was terrible at it, but I killed it every time. And then they could leave the house because that is pure entertainment. Okay, listen, in high school, I'd have nothing but my girlfriend, it was probably Meg's at the time, sitting passenger side in my best friend's ride. And here I am over here just singing my heart out like, can this be true? Tell me, can this be real? How can I put into words what I feel? You know what I mean? Like God sent me an angel and it's you, babe. Like I was singing that shit to like met to the girl to like all the way through in my 1994 Honda Civic, babe. I was killing it back then. Don't tell me I'm not an NSYNC fan, but I'm not out here begging for an NSYNC reunion. Okay, listen, it's over now. All right, we've got the Jonas Brothers. Okay, they've taken over. No more boy bands. Look at them. Like Joey, if if they're going on tour or doing anything anytime soon, at least three out of the five need to lose anywhere from 20 to 30 pounds. Like half of them are overweight, half of them don't even know what's going on, and the only one that would probably make it out of the entire crew is Justin and Lance because they kind of seem like they give a shit about their appearance and what they're doing nowadays. I'm sorry, it's true, but like, you know what I mean? We don't need it. We don't need an sync reunion. But... It's fine because MTV knew it would go viral and they probably paid each and every single one of those men an astronomical amount of money to show up that evening. Uh, Other than that, um, you know, less important news, but VMAs made history uh, with an all-female list of nominees for Artist of the Year, and I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift won. So, uh, you know what I mean? That's cool. Good for the MTV Music Awards. Good for the VMAs. That's the recap there. Taylor Swift won. She cried. She was like, oh my God, it's in sync. Like, you're together now. Like, you have to do something now, right, everybody? Like, don't they have to do something now? Are they going to do something? Is exactly what she said in her acceptance speech. And then one of them was like, Shh, no. Now. What are you? There's something they're going to. They're going to do something, and I need to know what it is. And so, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. So I'm sure we can expect more appearances by the whole band back together, better again, back back and better than ever. So, um, you know, here's the thing. Uh, aliens are real. Um, and the Mexican government said, hey, Apple sit down. We don't need you to unbox the iPhone 15 Pro Max 256 gig in titanium black with your 4K recording with USB-C 10 gigabit transfer speeds out on the Pro model only. Like, we don't need that unboxing. Sit down. We've got some Peruvian aliens to show you. Now, like almost close to a Peruvian puff pepper, the Mexican government went on national television this morning and showed us all the the dried up, what looks like a paper mache doll version of what they're claiming is an extraterrestrial alien, not of humankind. So basically what I'm saying is if like, This article, this video, this trial, this photo, this story, this guy, this guy's testimony, this guy's story, what this guy said here, what that guy said here, what that guy saw on this day, what this article said, what this guy said over here, and what this guy said over here, and what this guy says, and what this guy believes, and common sense over here, and what this guy said, and everything else, and time, and theories, and the pyramids, and this, and this article, and especially this guy that should pretty much do it. That should pretty much do it. That should pretty much do it as far as everything else that you need to understand as far as extraterrestrial life and aliens. Now, these aren't Mexican aliens. They didn't come from Mexico. They were found in Peru, okay? And so the Mexican government basically said, 
Everybody stand still. We've got a PowerPoint. So on national television this morning, they, they unboxed them. Okay. They're now like worth only half their value. Thanks for that. You broke the seal. And, um, so now we've got the alien corpses and that came with a PowerPoint. They did x-ray scans on them with like 15 other companies and logos, something that companies no one's ever heard of before, but they're all there and they all will testify and they will all claim that they did the scans and like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so basically, um, it's, it's, this is basically it. Two alleged thousand-year-old alien corpses have been presented to Mexican Congress by journalist Jamie Masaman. He testified under oath that the mummified specimens, which he found, uh, which were found in Peru, are not part of our terrestrial evolution, with a third of their DNA being unknown. So basically, that talk about those three words right there our terrestrial evolution. They weren't a part of it. Yep. Scary, little scary, little crazy. Don't know how to handle it. Don't know what to think about it. Don't know where to go from here. Listen, it, 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 they, they look, I guess, I mean, like, it looks like it might be maybe I, you know, like it looks like it might be a real thing. It looks like maybe, I, I don't know. There's parts in, internally they say that like don't make sense. Like they don't have genitalia. Like it's a whole, it's a whole ordeal. But listen, it looks pretty convincing. But here's what I told Paul. I've seen pretty convincing photos of Bigfoot and Nessie the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. I've, I've heard pretty compelling arguments that birds aren't real and that the COVID shutdown was just so that the government could recharge all the birds batteries. You ever see a baby pigeon? Probably not. Probably not. Just saying, show me a baby pigeon. Show me Michelle Obama pregnant. Find me a picture of Michelle Obama pregnant. The aliens are real. Okay. All I'm saying is if you don't, it's time to start. I want more. Like the only thing that we have to do to do this is to respond with, I want more. We've got press conferences going on in the United States, congressional hearings about some guy whistleblowing, talking about aliens the other month. Now we've got Mexico just straight up unboxing these motherfuckers on the national television. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. I thought I didn't think it was real this morning when I saw the first one. And then guess what? It's real. So aliens are here. Aliens exist. Aliens are everywhere. Aliens are life. So I guess we just need to wait. I guess we now wait. It's probably going to come in the form of Putin and his atomic bomb. If we ever get to a point where there's a nuclear war again on this planet, will probably then be the time that we'll see the aliens the most. The st- they started coming when we set off the Ferks nukes. Then they kind of disappear. I don't know, man. Listen, I listen... I listen to too much Joe Rogan, okay? I'm one of the guys that listens to too much Joe Rogan. And sometimes it's a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing depending on who his guest is. You know what I mean? Because if the guest is someone like, I don't know, Bernie Sanders or someone who knows what they're talking about or someone who like is smart or has a college degree or has evidence or just whatever, you know what I mean? Then you learn things like, oh, did you know two plus two equals four? But then, like, he'll have people on, like, fucking, you know, Alex Jones, Tim Dillon, RFK Jr., whoever else, and they'll be like, yep, yep, the pyramids were definitely built 97 million years ago. The aliens definitely used the pyramids as, like, a battery to fuel their ship. It was never supposed to be an Egyptian tomb. The Egyptians probably just made it a tomb years later because the King Tut's room was just like a small room. It didn't have any jewelry or gold. Like why would the King be in a nasty little closet of a room? So they probably used it for that later. And the aliens helped us build it with ancient technologies that was probably lost due to either a comet or an electro wave or something that wiped out civilization a long, 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 long time ago. Like, come on, bro. Like, come on. Come on. They're unboxing the aliens on national television in Mexico. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I, I don't think, I don't really think I know. I don't really think I know what to do. I don't think I know what to do. I don't think I know what to do.
I really don't. I really don't think I know what to do about this anymore. It's it's honestly one of those situations where it's probably, you know, uh, like, man, like click on the, is there more, like, are there more photos? Yeah, there's more photos. Oh boy. I mean, yeah. Oh here. Okay. So here's like what it looks like on the inside. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a little scary. I mean, come on. Like if, if it's, I, and so now people are just like finding photos of like, people that look like these, th I, I don't know. Like they have like this weird bone structure. There's, 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 they, they brought a whole slideshow. Okay. They brought a whole slideshow. And the Mexican government officials who probably had to hear this this morning are like, what are we talking about? Is this about like street parking or like paving the roads? Or like, what are we, what's this about? The budget? No. It's not about either of those things. It's about the alien. Okay, we're talking about aliens. They thought it was going to be a quick one and done. Like, what's up, bro? Where's the aliens? But like, then someone hauled in actual bodies. Someone pulled up a PowerPoint. And now we just have more and more and more and more evidence every day. Listen, I want to believe it's real. I just, I, I want to, I just, I, I but just, just show like, just, I, I need to, I need to turn on CNN and then go directly to Fox and then go directly to ABC and then go directly to another news network and then go directly to YouTube and then go directly to Twitter. And if everyone is live streaming the same thing, which is a visual of an alien in, in the middle of Washington DC or New York or whatever, or a ship or a creature or a being or whatever, I just need to, I need to see it. Like this could be a paper. It looks like it might be, it could be like a paper mache school project with a PowerPoint, with Photoshop. Like, I don't know. Like, it could be, it could be anything. Like, how do I know this guy? No one knows this guy. No one, and it's it's coming out of, it's not even coming out of the United States, where like 98% of all UFO sightings happen. Then they say they found him in Peru. Why are they in Mexico? Why didn't they do this in Peru? I don't know. There's so many questions. Just show me the alien. Just make them, bring them to me. Just show them to me. Let me see one for myself. And then what, listen, if you know, check back on this podcast. And if at any point in time ever, I have a little ticker or a little thing on the screen that says aliens are 1000% real. That means I've either seen some shit or like I've been abducted or something else has happened to me or like Dan Aykroyd came over and we talked and like now I'm a believer. I don't know. Either any of those things might happen, then I'll be a believer because it's like, man, you can keep showing me all the photos. You can show me all the videos like Logan Paul. Logan Paul apparently has like this, like this, this like end all be all videotape. He doesn't even know what it is. Like everyone like is like Logan Paul release the alien video, bro. We know you got the VHS release it. And like, he's like, I don't even know. I don't even think, I don't even know if it's real. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't know if it, if it, it, it could be doctored. And like, he doesn't want to be responsible for releasing something that might inevitably be either a fake or be extremely real. Like Logan Paul, honestly, that actually makes sense. The fact that Logan Paul might honestly single-handedly hold the key to us knowing everything we need to know about aliens is quite fascinating. Like, you know what I mean? He's just out here doing backflips, slamming prime bottles through tables, like, you know, being the number one podcast on the planet, uh, scamming people out of their money with another NFT rug pool or like a crypto project or a zoo or an egg thing or something, or like, you know, whatever he's doing. But like, he's a cool guy and like, he's chilling and like, he's great, but like, he's got the videotape that might hold all the answers. I wonder when that's going to, I don't know. You know what I mean? I think you should just release it on YouTube. I think you should upload everything that's on that VHS directly to YouTube and let the public decide, let us decide, let us tear it apart. Let forensic evidence people tear it apart. Let video makers tear it apart to see if it was edited. Let scientists tear it apart. Let Neil deGrasse Tyson tear it apart. Let Joe Rogan see it. I would release it on YouTube and just put a freaking disclaimer, put the same freaking disclaimer that we put that you put on everything. Put the same disclaimer you put on your podcast, but the same disclaimer we put on ours. Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Everyone knows 
This is not my footage, but it's of real aliens. Boop, upload to YouTube and done. Now you're off the hook. You know what I mean? If it is fake, you say, okay, great. I told you. Just write, this may or may not be fake in the description period upload. That's it. That's it. And then guess what? If it is fake, people will forget about it in three months. And if it's not fake, you just unlocked the universe to basically the fact that aliens are real. We got them on film. Here they were. It's corroborated. I don't know. It might not be a real story. It might not be fake. It might not be real. I don't know, man. What do you guys think? I need to know if you think... Jeff, put words on the screen right here if you think aliens are real or not, and I'll watch it later when the clips go up. Do you think aliens are real? Yes or no? Like, where do we go from here? If the if the Mexican government literally just unboxed a real alien on national television, okay, bet. Check. Checkmate. It's now your turn. You either raise or you call, right? I think that's how poker works. Show your cards. You call in. You going all in. What's next, United States government? Because apparently we've got the bodies too. So who knows? I mean, let's let's be on the lookout. This story's probably gonna probably gonna unfold here soon. You know what I mean? Once the news gets a hold of it, once the podcast clips get a hold of it, once you know the Rogans and Jones and the conspiracy theories and everyone else and the QAnons and those types of podcasts get a hold of it. I can't wait for everyone else's opinions. Um, because it's, it's fascinating, dude. And I want him to be real so bad. I want my son to live in a world where they coexist with aliens. I want there to be an event. I want them to come down. I want like all of our government weapons to be like useless against them. I want like them to be like, yo, what's up? We're friendly. We're not going to hurt you. We're not going to kill you. We're going to chill here for a minute. You might see us walking around. You might not. We'll fly off. We'll fly out. Trust us. And we'll trust you. And like, that's the alien situation. And then bam, now we just have aliens. Now there's just aliens. You know what I mean? Or, or it's going to be like a, a, a world of the war, Tom Cruise, like they're going to pick us up and harvest our bodies and use our blood for like fertilizer to like flood the earth or something. I don't, you know what I mean? Like whatever, either they're going to kill it or they're going to be the friendliest. I mean, look at this little guy. Look at this little guy. Tell me he wouldn't be friendly. Look at him. Ooh, look at him. Ooh, with his ooh lip. Look at him. He looks friendly. The alien, the little baby alien looks friendly. He's got a little pelvic. He's got a little big head. He's got a big head because he's got a big brain, of course. Of course. It's like the depiction of the crypto, the crystal skull. You know what I mean? Like they got a big brain because they're smart. They probably tell They probably like communicate telepathically. Okay. Because they're, you know, big brain aliens. And then the rest of their bodies are small because they don't really need their bodies because they use their brains. Like their bodies are just kind of like for transportation. That's why they're skinny and thin because they're always moving. And then now we've, uh, we've got the alien, man. I mean, they're cute. I'd, I'd playing out with them if they're real. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, you see an alien playing basketball down the street. Let's go play with the alien. Let's go play basketball. Let's see if they're any good. And then boom, the aliens learn how to play basketball. And then whoosh, we got an alien on our basketball team. You know what I mean? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the What Are We Doing podcast. My name is Levi McCurdy. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please check out our YouTube channel and subscribe there. Hit that big, beautiful red button and the bell if you haven't done so already. That way, you'll get notified every time we upload a clip or a podcast episode. You don't want to miss those. And especially our shorts because they're hilarious. And people take them out of context because they are out of context and then they leave us nasty comments and those comments are even funnier. You know what's even funnier than those comments compared to the out of context clip that's even funnier than that? My response to those out of context comments that are nasty. So check those out, read the comments, it's hilarious. I love doing it too. Um, and if you leave a comment on any of my videos, I'll most likely 1000% respond. So please do that. And if you haven't done so already, go to wadpod.com backslash YouTube, W-A-W-D-P-O-D.com backslash Y-O-U-T-U-B-E. That'll take you directly to the channel. Smash that like button. You know what I mean? It helps the channel. It helps the podcast grow. It helps us find new people. It helps us get more subscribers. It helps us spread the message of whatever we're trying to, we don't really have a message that we're trying to spread every week, just that we're, we're here and we're talking about the latest and greatest, anything that involves Taylor Swift, crypto, aliens, or Joe Rogan, because those things get us the most 
clicks and those things got us to like the, you know, almost 1200 subscribers on our YouTube channel that we have now. So keep watching. Thank you guys so much. It's wadpod.com backslash links, L-I-N-K-S for all of the audio, video, social media platforms, everything you need to know and see and hear and do about on this podcast. Please, uh, if you haven't done so already, check out our friends links in the description down below. It's 17 hats and repurpose.io. If you are a solo entrepreneur or a business owner or a service-based business owner, like a photographer, wedding venue, Airbnb, anything along those lines, 17 hats will help you run your business. Get your time and money back with 17 hats and start sending digital contracts, proposals, documents, your calendar, your schedule, workflows, everything you need to run your small shop on a daily basis, 17 hats can handle. Go to wadpod.com backslash 17 hats today to get started. And also our friends at Repurpose, check out wadpod.com backslash repurpose today to get started. If you are a content creator, a podcaster, uh, a streamer, anyone who creates digitally online, who has multiple social media platforms, you need repurpose. I am everywhere. We're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, YouTube, Reels, Stories, Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, Instagram Stories, Facebook Stories, Clips, Videos, Posts. It's all happening and it all happens with repurpose.io. All I have to do is upload one video and it handles the rest. All of the audio only episodes of this podcast on YouTube, Repurpose.io handles it. All of the reels on Facebook, I've never uploaded a single reel to Facebook and I haven't uploaded a TikTok and I haven't uploaded an Instagram reel in months because of repurpose.io. You pick where you want to focus and that's your focus and repurpose handles the rest. Go to wadpod.com backslash repurpose to get your free trial started today. Click the links in the video description down below. Thank you guys so much for watching. My name's Levi McCurdy. This has been episode 108 of the What Are We Doing podcast. I'll catch you next week. Thank you so much. This is the What Are We Doing podcast.